Hey everyone, this is Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts, with a couple of quick programming notes before we get into JoJo's world. I wanted to take a second to acknowledge our support for the protests currently occurring in America and around the world. Racism and white supremacy should have no place in a functional society. I'd like to encourage you all to do your part in taking a stand against it. Check for demonstrations in your area. Assess the risks posed by factors like the pandemic and police brutality, and attend if you feel able. If not, you can show your support through donations to groups like Black Lives Matter, Protest Bail Funds, or, for our Australian listeners, groups like Change the Record, the Aboriginal Legal Rights Movement, and the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. Finally, act to amplify the voices of people of colour in the movement in your life and on social media. Secondly, a scheduling note. Due to a few factors including a date mix-up and some dental surgery, it's going to be another off week next week. Sometimes that's how it is in the off-season. But after that, we hope to be back and smash out the rest of Castlevania relatively uninterrupted. Thank you for your time, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I am Vlad Dracula Tepesh, and I do not get many visitors. Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Greetings! It is mid-morning and a fine day it is. I don't know. Daylight. Liam is literally just leaning back and forth trying to think up the joke here. Daylight greetings, everyone. Is that anything? I mean, it would be bright greetings. Okay, yeah, bright greetings by Max Landis. (laughs) I'm the Orc Podcaster. (laughs) already gone man. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm hashtag Valentine. the Orc Podcaster. Oh, and I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts, aka hashtag the non-Orc Podcaster. Mm-hmm. You're the Cop Podcaster. Oh. Or the Bastard Podcaster. Oh, I'm the Nick Man. What's that? So we were talking before about <laughs> the Batman and why is it called the Batman? Like the Mothman. Yeah, which I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But I could be the Nick Man. What's a Nick? A, a Nick <laughs> is in like a Nick of Time. Or it's a nicotine. Exactly. I'm the Nick <laughs> You're man. You're a sort of cigarette mascot. I just come up to you and I'm like, hey, buddy, do you need a patch? There you go. Oh, and I just run away. Nicotine. Oh, and then they're oh. like, wait, but I don't remember putting this on my... <gasps> the Nick man. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> recap and discussion podcast where we're recapping and discussing Netflix's Castlevania. Every <laughs> <laughs> time. Um, today, we watched Castlevania. It was fun. It was good. Nick, before we start talking about Castlevania, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple We've of things. We've already started talking no. about it. Okay, all right, go I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of things. Um, one, the recreation of the Barkano opening theme animated with all the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 characters. And I mean like all of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 characters. Like the only named character who wasn't in there that I can think of is Pericolo. Which one's Pericolo? And Kavichi. Which one's Pericolo? The old man who killed himself. Old man in the turtle who kills himself in the turtle. I mean the the guy who was all like, "Have Trish," yeah, and then and then left, yeah, and then came back and killed himself to kill himself in the turtle. That makes sense on yeah. the grass. Oh, so that was really well done. Shout out to the person who made that. I don't know their name. Uh, and similarly, way back, uh, there was a recreation of. I haven't seen this show, so I'm just putting it together from context clues, but I think the uh, Orange is the New Black opening sequence using uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean characters. Ooh, which I have not seen. Yeah, but it was really, really good. Oh, okay. All right. 
Do we know anything about the anime of JoJo's part six? Well, every day just... I check the Twitter feed for uh, is part six confirmed yet? And the answer is every day so far has been no. Okay, cool. But there was that moment we talked about a few weeks ago where Crunchy rolled out yeah. our hopes up then posted hot Bruno pics in your area. Are you ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Bruno pick. I am ready for Bruno pick. Bruno Nick, pick. the other thing I want to talk about is I've been trying to do some Twitch streaming recently. Oh, yeah. I tried to do one stream of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven. I had to consciously repress the urge to say part something there, because that's how I normally do it. <laughs> Eyes of Heaven, part one. Well, no, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part. Oh, part one. JoJo's Eyes Adventure, of part PlayStation 4, Eyes of Heaven. <laughs> uh, I played for about half an hour. I thought it was going pretty well. Then I realized that the PlayStation was blocking all of the video footage because I was playing the story mode and they don't like that. So when I figure out how to get around that, I'll give it another go. But yeah. before I realized that, I thought it was going pretty well. Hmm. Wait, so you only played for half an hour? Yeah, then I got bored. Oh, okay. It's a boring game, Nick. Wow, okay, sure. I would have thought Best that... consumed in small doses and when you want to see bars go up. Because let me tell you, a lot of bars go up <laughs> when you win a, win a match in that game. And not a whole lot else happens. Experience meters for every character you've unlocked. And also, the trust meter between the two characters you're playing as. And I don't know what that does. <laughs> have you beaten this game before? No, I'm probably about... Four-fifths of the way through the story. How do you know? So here's my beef okay. with the story. Okay. Here we go. Um, Choke it's, up it's on about... the mic. Get that beef I'm choking. <laughs> it's about a Dio from another dimension who beats Jota Row and ascends to heaven. Uh, some part six plot plays in there, but I won't go into detail on that. Uh, okay. And he becomes like a an over-god and his stand is the power to rewrite reality and travel between realities. An over-god. Yeah, he's like God. Dio. Yeah, but an and over like, god? I, I just made that up. Oh, okay. What do you want from me? I would have thought you'd say just god, and that would be it. The point is, yes. he was already Dio, you know? Uh, that's true. That is true. He was always an asshole. He always will be an asshole. The Italian word for god is Dio. Oh, I'm trying to do a oh. thing here. I feel like you're not really picking oh, up what I, I'm putting down. No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, so he's got big white skin, a lot of bangles, uh, long, like, Super Saiyan 3 golden hair. Wait, are you saying he's like part three and Dio? Or has he gone no, even like further? No, like even further. And when I say white skin, I mean like albino white skin. Oh shit, so he's really gone yeah, full yeah. vamp. And he like mind controls three quarters of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure cast and, and like the other ones are already villains who work for him anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, travel through time, fight. Anyway, the point is, mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. one point, Jotaro goes back and picks up um, his world's dead Dio's because the tutorial fight for that is is the part three Dio battle. Yeah, uh, yep. Picks up the, his bangles because his bangles. he figures out that if two things from different realities touch each other, they're both destroyed. Oh. So he's like, I'll use these to kill Dio. But here's my beef. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Joestar is a playable character in this game and from the neck down, that's the same body. So jo Jonathan should be put in the in the victorious protagonist role <laughs> as, the first as the first JoJo's Bizarre Adventure protagonist and also having the same body as Dio. So your beef is... Jonathan's body. I think my beef Dio. is just they're really pushing Jotaro as the main protagonist when I feel like they'd have to do so much so much less story contortion to make it Jonathan. Yeah. But okay, but then wouldn't it and always be the same like there's Dio from another dimension. Jonathan, go touch him lightly. Well, you only see him at the end really. 
Oh. Oh, okay. All right. And also, I think they do the same thing that they do in part three. I haven't gotten this far yet, but I think they do the same thing they do in part three where Jotaro realizes we have the same sort of stand. I can also use big reality rewriting powers. Uh, okay, that's that's fine. That's great. Anyway, the game is bad, but I like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> enough that's good <laughs> enough for me. Yep. I'm also pretty bad at it, so look forward to me streaming that. The only time I saw you playing it, you beat everyone except for one character and then went, oh no, oh no, he's got me on the ropes. And I was like, you're on like near full health. He's like, yeah, he's got me on the ropes though. I was like, And then I lost. And then you lost. And I was like, how did it go from full health to dead. What can so I say, quickly. Nick? You had me on the ropes. What? What? How? <laughs> How though? You had all the resources in the world. You were playing Jonathan. Joseph. Sorry, you were playing young Joseph and Caesar. And Shigechi beat me down. I mean, what? Oh, it doesn't matter. I guess Shigechi is just too powerful for us all. That's what uh, his episode taught us. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all those little nibblers. And boy, are they powerful. Just like us. Just like Dracula. Nick Castlevania. Season 3. Episode 2. Flawless segue of the night. <laughs> Castlevania yep. 7, flawless segue of the night. <laughs> the reparation of my heart. What I about it? It's happening. Oh, oh no. Do you need to see a doctor about that? No, reparation is good. What is reparation? What does that even mean? What does reparation well, even mean? When you're making reparations to someone, you are... Repairing them? Repairing the relationship by um, by uh, making good on something you may have done wrong. And I think similar sim- similarly... The reparation of one's heart would be... A total eclipse Atoning of... to yourself. Oh, okay. A tonal, right. a, a tonal eclipse <laughs> a of t- the heart. A Castlevania eclipse. season. Castlevania tonal eclipse of the heart. <laughs> That's a good one, right? That is a good one. We should use that. Can we copyright these names? Yep. <laughs> and then Konami be all like, we're running out of ideas. Oh, what about those JoJo's boys? Castlevania... Uh, Konami... We'll make all these Castlevania games for you if you make us another good Metal Gear. That'll never happen. You understand this, right? Isaac gets some unexpected help in his search for Hector. Meanwhile, Carmilla plots a land grab and Alucard meets some fans. I like how mundane those last two ones sound. It makes, um, you know, in like Western cartoons when, when like the, the greedy prospector will show up and be like, aha, but I've got the deed. Yes. That's what it sounds like Carmilla's doing. <laughs> I'm going to make a land grab. And meanwhile, Alucard is putting in an appearance at a con. I mean, literally, that's pretty much what happens. These, these are far better than season one and two. Yeah, you've got to give it to that. Like, that guy has improved. Whoever it was has definitely I like how you think it's just one guy. Well, it has to be, right? They don't have two or three people making up these blurbs. They have one person that's like, what's this one? You watched it, right? What what is it? Come on. Just give me like a a snap. Give me a snapshot of what it is. Come on now. Come on. Give me a snapshot. And then they do it and it's like, oh yeah, that is... No, I didn't watch it. That sounds right. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Although I'm shocked that they don't make it sound more dramatic because it is quite mundane. It's, it's, It's an establishing episode, you know? I guess... It's night time. We are in a city that goes unnamed in this episode, but was unnamed, but was named in the next one we watched. But I can't remember what it was. <laughs> We're very good at our jobs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it's like a sort of Middle Eastern city. Yeah, somewhere in like yeah. Persia, Arabian yeah. kind of nights vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aladdin meets Prince of Persia. Sands of Time. God, Prince of Persia, Sands cross. of Time is so good. And then Prince of Persia, Warrior Within is so, so bad. bad. And then Prince of Persia, The Two Thrones, pretty good. 
Is it? Yeah, they sort of... They, they found the middle ground? You know how they abruptly turned the prince into a real asshole in Warrior Within? Yes. They make that plot in um in in The Two Thrones. What? Uh, and he like has to redeem himself and become a decent person again. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. And then because he gets semi-infected by the sands uh, mm. and he um, gets like a, a sand monster persona that he transforms into yes. and also he speaks back and forth in his mind with. Right. Uh, that one like embodies all the words traits of warrior within prince of course of course it makes perfect sense it's good now. it's good hmm. prince of persia guys bring it back well they Ubisoft, were going bring to it back. they were going to and then they never did prince of persia 2008 was fine yeah but it wasn't prince i liked of persia. the art style and i liked the like, sort of one-on-one dueling focus of the combat yeah but it wasn't prince of persia it was prince of air world well i mean the Prince of Persia that we think of as Prince of Persia in this day and age was only really coined by Sands of Time. So mm. I think it's legitimate for them to try and do something new and different. Though I think no. they, they kind of missed the mark no. with some of the stuff there. No, name him Prince of Siberia. Also, he wasn't a prince. He was a thief explicitly in the story. Hold on, he was a prince. No, he wasn't. Yeah, in Sands of Time, he was no, very much... In, in Prince of Persia 2008. Oh, in that one. He was very much a prince in Sands of Time because he was like spoiled and then he learnt, had to learn how to be a hero That's with true. the help of a certain princess from a, a conquered land. Oh. Nick, this is our Prince of Persia podcast. <laughs> one day we'll talk about Prince of Persia in more detail. Like Sands Through the Hourglass, we podcast about Prince of Persia. I don't know what the theme is. And then they started making Assassin's Creed and I like Assassin's Creed on its own merit in a lot of ways, but... The fact that they... Just stop. Just stop now, Ubisoft. Make a different game. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because, oh. like, Odyssey is good. Mm-hmm. Valhalla's probably all right. All right, that's fine. They're kind of different from what they used to be. Um, but anyway, they sort of um, evolved the parkouring of Prince of Persia into Assassin's Creed. And they're like, well, okay, we don't need to make these anymore. Yeah, which is very frustrating because Prince of Persia had time mechanics. But not so much Assassin's Creed. No, that's fair mm. to say. Yeah. And I'm actually quite surprised they didn't like... Because, of course, everything that happens in Assassin's Creed is a video game within a video game. Mm. I'm surprised they wouldn't be like, okay, so we don't have the time mechanics here, but we're going to have some video game powers. So, mm. like, you can rewind. Which is... Yeah. Anyway, we're in the Middle East. Yeah, we're in the Middle East. We are zero seconds into <laughs> this episode. Amazing. And it's night time and people are screaming because Isaac's night hordes are walking into the city. Might I add, they're walking in in the most dramatic conceivable fashion. Like, not just as in, like, we're walking down the street. Isaac is... Isaac is at the head of their column, riding, like, a big devil horse in a long, flowing white robe, as if he was an assassin from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but, like, the wind is tussling it about. Mm-hmm. All these creatures are obedient. What None do of them we see leashes. here? I've got a group shot here. We, oh, there's, like, a yeah. sort of, like, satyr goat guy on the left. Does uh, he have a big sword, or is that just his arm? Looks like he's got a big sword possibly sticking through him. Oh. Uh, there's the Scars guy from last season. Yep, yep, Scars, who mm-hmm. is now not on a leash. No, and he's also not as important a character as I thought he would be. Uh, there's like a, a various, just like, de- there's another fish man in the background, a werewolf. Uh, mm-hmm. I only want to highlight two of these guys in our family bestiary this week. Uh, there's Slime Boy. There's like a weird sort of slug man. He's uh, not a slug, he's like a squid me. man, perhaps? Yeah, squiddy kind of. He's, he's got, got two faces. Or he's got three. He's faces. got a little mini him in his in his in his crotchal region. His, I was going to say his stomach, uh, <laughs> much like the uh, vampire in Code Vein that they made in Monster Factory with a snowman sticking out of his chest <laughs> that looked just like him. Oh, it's so good. 
Um, yeah, so he, he reminds me of, like, the melty man from Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, that's fair. No real eyes, just, like, a big melty, waxy face. Uh, yeah. And then I'm going to talk... He's got eyes, but they're sort of awkwardly positioned. You know, they're, like, they're kind of very much the size like a squid. Mm. Yeah. There's a couple of these. One of them looks a bit more goaty, but whatever, mm-hmm. we'll put it under the same umbrella. And one of which is Isaac is riding, which we're going to call the Castlevania beast the Nightmare. Oh. Which is, like, a big devil horse. Oh, I get it. I get because it's a nightmare. Yeah, and of course Castlevania it's scary. didn't. scary. Of course Castlevania didn't coin that. Is that a pun? Unclear. Um, what nightmare? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's terrifying. So you'd have a nightmare about it. No, but is it a is it a pun? Like, I mean, obviously it is in the modern sense um, because it's a a, <laughs> huh? a a horse that comes at night that brings you bad dreams. Yeah. But in in a in an ancient in a folkloric sense, is that where the term nightmare? bad dream comes from the huh. the horse spirit that would bring you bad dreams i just had a revolutionary moment in my mind thanks to you pointing that out uh <laughs> did you yakuza style have a revelation and learn a new fighting technique oh shit i can learn how to make people's dreams come true <laughs> i don't know it might be a mare is an evil spirit or goblin in germanic and slavic folklore that rides on people's chests while they sleep bringing on bad dreams or nightmares Ah, bad dreams. Many stories relate mares with horses, either by them sitting on their victim's chest during sleep, riding them, or believed to ride horses, which left them exhausted and covered in sweat by the morning. I'm sorry, they would ride them? Yeah. As in, like, they would They sit... would straddle the, their victim. That's very ironic, isn't it? That the horse would straddle the human. <laughs> At last, they're taking back... <laughs> I'm just shocked they could do it because they can't really bend well, them. In this depiction, they're not really horsey. They're like little gremlin things. Oh, okay. I was just thinking the horses can't really, you know, bend their legs far enough to be comfortably on top, right? Sure, yeah. They can't. They can only walk upstairs, not down. <laughs> A horse can only get on your bed. It can't get off. Don't look at my back. Whatever you do. In uh, our era of sorrow and later games, the Castlevania Nightmare took on the form of an undead horse, uh, sometimes with an armored rider. The Nightmare's soul, Evil Gallop, fires a flaming horse forward. It fires a flaming horse. Yeah. Amazing. Sure. Amazing. Castlevania on point. Pokedex entry. A demon that takes up residence in one's dreams. Ah, how fun. And as you can see, it's just like an evil looking horse. Ooh, the power of dominance. I see you've been... (laughs) (laughs) Go on. I was going to say, I see you've been visiting the Red Pill forums again. <laughs> you know. So if I recall correctly, I, I just accidentally clicked to that page uh, from the Nightmare page. But if I recall correctly, the power of dominance in uh, certainly Aria of Sorrow, possibly Symphony of the Night 2, mm. is what allows uh, Soma Cruz to uh, absorb the souls of defeated enemies and use them as powers. Oh. Much like how Alucard can in Symphony of the Night. Yeah. So who else is in this entourage of fuckfaces? Um, that's the only main two I wanted to cover. I don't have a page for the wax man because I forgot to look it up and it's going to take too long. True. Just imagine the contortionist guy from Pan's Labyrinth and you got a pretty good idea of what he's capable of. Yeah, he's played oh, by he's the guy who plays the fish man, right? The fuckable Correct. fish man? Correct. And you all know what I'm talking about, the fuckable fish man? You mean in Hellboy? Or in... Um... Same actor, I'm pretty sure. It's the, no, he's in, not the fish man in Hellboy. In uh, in one of the Hellboys he was, I'm pretty sure. Like, let me think about this. In not what we do in the shadows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the 
frick is that movie called? The Guillermo del Toro one? Oh, the Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water. Yeah. Yeah. Famously, of course, Guillermo del Toro's uh, likeness character Dead Man in uh, Hideo Kojima's visionary game Death Stranding <laughs> sends you an email being like, you ever seen this movie, The Shape of the Water? Let me tell you about it. It's about this guy. It's a very smart film. I made it. You know, the only And then review... Hartman sends you an email being like, hey, have you ever seen Drive? I made that. <laughs> Wait, is that the same director? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Kojima, calm down. I do love that the only review I've heard from Shape of Water was from one of our friends, Dom, and he said... Friend of the show, who I have not spoken to in probably like eight years. Yep. Um, He went and saw it, and he was like, yeah, it did feel a lot like one of those films where you watch it, and literally everyone in the cinema will go, oh, I get it. I get get what... Yeah, I get it. Oh, I'm into this now. You know? Where it's like, oh, I understand. I, I get it. I'm very smart. When you're just like... Yeah, but it's pretty on the fucking nose. Okay, we are still 30 seconds into oh this God. episode. Yes, okay. Uh, close up on the Pepsi sign. <laughs> um, he walks into this shop. Uh, Isaac, that is. Yeah, Isaac walks into this shop and the guy from the start of Aladdin is there. And he's like... <laughs> he's an old man. He he's runs a, a shop. Yeah, he's a peddler of mystic wares. He's got some gremlins to sell, Isaac. <laughs> he sells to mooks and mooks alone. The yogurt is also cursed. <laughs> Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's that guy. It's that guy, right? He's like, I smell you, Forge Master. How can you smell that I'm a Forge Master, Potion Seller? (laughs) Potion Seller. How do you smell me? Potion Seller, I'm going to Styria. I need your strongest potions. You would not be able to handle Styria in your form, nor could you handle my potion, young warrior. I am a strong Forge Master. I can handle any potion. I do not believe that you could handle my potion, young warrior. My potions would kill you. That's a weird old video. Fuck, I love that video so much. It just keeps going. Everyone, check out Potion Seller. (laughs) You'll know it. So he starts being like, I'm a Forge Master. Yep, I can smell it because it's a curse. I know what hell smells like. I've been to hell. I've seen hell. And you, sir, you're no hell. And Isaac is all like, okay, that's fucking weird. Hey, do you have any, like, cool things? He can also smell that he's a Sufi. Oh, which we learn more about this episode. Next episode. Next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I saw like, look, y'all got any good wares? Like any, uh, I don't know. Good, Teleportation mirrors? You know, those transmission mirrors or anything like that. You got that shit lying around? And the oh, old man's no. like, let's have a brief philosophical discussion. Well, he, he does say, no, no, I sold those to a couple of uh, wealthy nobles who don't like to go out in the daytime. If you catch my meaning. Oh, they're hermits. <laughs> yes, they're recluses. Nick, do you think this is just a reference to a random vampire couple? Or given the other reference to uh, one of the members of Dracula's court later in this episode, do you think it is meant to be a, a sly reference to the sort of um, Arabian, Persian, Middle Eastern looking... Oh, that's so generalising. I feel oh. bad about that. Uh, vampires from last season. Shit, that's a good point. Were they a couple? Oh. I ship them now. I ship unnamed Vampire General 1 and unnamed Vampire General 3. <laughs> I mean, they were so cute together. <laughs> All those. F- Let's flash back to some of our famous, our favourite scenes of them interacting. <laughs> Flashback over. <laughs> yep, that's it. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's up to interpretation. It's. It's cool. It's, it's cool not that it could ex- be. Explicitly contradicted by the work. 
How can I be of service to you? I want a distance mirror. Oh, I don't have one, but I do have a, a distance a, mirror. I do have a different kind of distance mirror. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it lives in this box. It liked when you call it sir. Sir? Yep. Well, if you were trapped in a box, wouldn't you want to be treated with some fucking respect as well? Smash cut to Hector. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, In fact, we do smash cut to Hector well, because, yeah, not yet, Isaac, no, because Isaac uses his mirror to be like, show me Hector. Yeah, so basically the dude's all like, I'm going to give you this box. Repeat after me. And then it all the mirror bits come out. Much like reflect. how Dracula's magic mirror floated from shards and formed a pane of glass. So I think the difference here is that he can't reach out and do anything, no. but he can well, see. Well, he can only fit his arm through it. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine if he was a contortionist. <laughs> um, so he can be all like mirror, mirror on the wall. Where mm-hmm. the fuck is Hector Ball? Um, and then yep. just see where he is. So he does that. He's all like... So, I like I like how we, so he's like Sir Mira, please show me Hector, and we see Hector like lying naked in the fetal position in a cell, and Isaac's like, "Ha, take that, idiot!" Ah, uh, it seems it seems like karma is really working in my favor. You stupid traitor! You dumbass! You fucking <laughs> idiot! Great, Hector will be like, "I can hear you too." <laughs> Hector just looks up. Isaac, you need to get me out of here. Oh shit, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. <laughs> Show me who owns this castle. Cut to Camilla. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that bitch. That sounds right. You gotta stop calling her a bitch, Nick. You're Dude. doing it a bit too frequently. Dude, I hate her so much. Um, and then he's all like, great, so where are we? And then it zooms out a bit more. It's like a big castle. Yeah. He's like, I don't Styria. recognize this place. This must be Styria. It must be. I don't recognize this place. It must be Styria. Context clues from Carmilla of Styria being there lead me to believe this is Styria. But what if it's Lyria? Or Belgium? Brussels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who could be, who could be angry in Bruges? It's a fucking fairy tale land. I haven't seen that movie. We should watch that movie. It's really good. It's incredible. Anyway, the mirror is a gift. I have a feeling you haven't received many gifts in your life and I want to contribute to the karma. And also maybe when I go to hell, maybe you'll help me out. Ha ha ha. Oh, I get it now from the next episode. Just kidding. Unless. Yeah. Uh, And so they're all like, yeah, I guess, you know, hell can't save me. And I saw like, I think that's probably true. Anyway, I'm going to leave now. And he goes outside and all his ghosts and goblins are getting menaced by the guard. And the guards are all all like, like, street rat, get out. And then Isaac's like, all right, we'll leave by boat. He's like, no, I said, get out. He's like, I'm trying to leave. By by boat. No, leave. No, you go now. You get out of here right now. We will have no, I don't know why he's got Cockney voice, but Cockney guard voice. I'm sure that, I know we have a couple of English listeners. I'm sure they hate all of our accents, but I'm going to keep doing them anyway. I mean, every single bystander, if they're an asshole, deserves the Cockney accent. We will have no truck with even if they're if they're clearly like Persian. Yes, correct. <laughs> we will have no truck with mystics or demons. I just am trying to leave, bro. And yet the thing you do is try to menace me out of here. So and Isaac's like, oh, I've been so spoiled by that one guy who was nice to me. I almost didn't want to kill you all. But here we go. Here we go again. I do not need these bodies for forging. Go nuts. And so he just lets loose all of his boys yeah. on the town. I wonder if they killed the shopkeep. I'm also curious about that, but maybe they didn't. I feel like if they did, they would have explicitly shown us. Mm. Oh man, here's wax squid man opening his mouth and he's yeah. got like circular squid mouth. Yeah, I very much enjoy this guy and I want to know if he's a normal... Oh, and his little buddy is eating! Oh, Nice that he feeds him. His little crotch man. So they kill everyone and they... Literally, well, not quite Oh, everyone, there's also an, a, in a wide shot a um, another Castlevania beast I believe I recognised. Oh, Quick... Snake Woman. 
I'm going to say Castlevania Naga. Is Medusa the snake lady? Medusa is the snake-headed, snake-haired yeah. lady. Yeah, but she doesn't have a snake She turns you to stone. Yeah. I mean, that varies from depiction to depiction, I think. Demon woman, turn you to stone. Uh, no. I don't know any other words from that song. Oh, gosh. Um, no, Naga is wrong, um, but I want to say it starts with L. What's the name of that snake creature? Liger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not Tsuchinoko. That is, of course, the... Uh, a snake that is like fatter than it is long or whatever. What? You know, Suchinoko. No? Suchinoko real? No. We, idea. we have definitely talked about Suchinoko real on the podcast. What are you talking about, Suchinoko real? What what is this? So Suchinoko is a Japanese cryptid. It's like a really fat snake. Okay. And it's just a meme that's just Suchinoko real. <laughs> okay, sure. And you can also catch one in um it's like the secret final <gasps> oh, um, Pokemon. No. Oh. In uh Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Oh. The secret final animal to catch is the Suchinoko. Oh, maybe you have told me about this before. Yes. Yeah, probably. I don't remember it though. I have no recollection of this. Do I have memory problems? It's very hard. And, and I think often podcasters talk about this, but I think for a podcast listener who hasn't done it one of themselves, it's hard to grasp the reality of it. Certainly before I started podcasting, I didn't really believe it. Hmm. But when you're recording a podcast, the things you say are very much in one ear and out the other. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like it's such a such a constant stream of concentration on keeping the content going that it's you just you just you immediately forget and then someone tweets at you like oh yeah it's pretty funny uh, you know like cut him and grab him right and you're like what what the fuck is it what are you talking about oh so it is a Medusa oh, I just searched Snake Lady and I got Medusa and... yeah but she looks just like it yeah it's close enough oh that doesn't look anyway like we've it, talked though. about Medusas and Gorgons before so let's keep moving he kills everyone in the city but not not at the port the Boatman, there's a bored boat captain, and he's like, I'm so bored of being a boat captain. God. But let's at least sail. Like, we'll be bored, but at least we'll be bored on the ocean. And it's like, oh yeah, I've played Sea of Thieves before. All the notes I have for him are Lance Reddick. Tell me about Lance Reddick, Nick. He wishes he was LeVar Burton. What has he been in? Uh, he's been in. Was he in Chronicles of Reddick? Liam, you have now looked so happy in your fucking life. Right now, you're just like, I've done it. I've achieved peak punk. I did it. I finally did it. Lance Reddick on the beach. <laughs> um, no, I can't remember what he's actually been in, but <laughs> Great. he's got an amazing voice. He's got like a very serious kind of like, I don't know what the right word for it is, but every role he's in, he's very sharp in his movements. Okay. He's got a very sharp face, kind of like gaunt features, and he's very serious. Mm. Um, he has like one line in like a cop show that's just like uh he's just like talking in an interview or something and it's fucking terrifying and i've only seen that bit of that show and i just went man that's reddick baller and then you get the eric andre show where he walks out in the star trek slave episode oh, yes, uniform about this. and just going i wish i was lavar burton as eric andre is like what the fuck is happening what is going on okay it's beautiful but he's got a great voice yes he's got a cool voice and i'm not gonna do an impression of it <laughs> well we all wish he was LeVar Burton, so... So the captain is there and he's like, ah, oh, so bored. Uh, hey, you look interesting, man at the head of a column of demons. <laughs> hey, what's your deal? I'm Isaac, I'm gonna take this boat if you don't mind, and I'm gonna kill you all. Oh, you don't have to kill us all, we'll just take you. You know, that seems interesting. Yeah, I'm curious why... Okay, so here's the thing. I don't know why Isaac didn't just immediately kill him, you know? Has, I... Has Isaac gone soft? No, Isaac's not doing a lot of his own killing these days. <laughs> Isaac's like, oh, I have to give orders to murder this man, but that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't making any threatening motions or whatever. Everyone else, we get, there's a brief shot of everyone else on the ship being like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those demons. The captain's at it again. 
And the captain's all like, now nah, hang on a minute, man. You're going to yeah, tell we, me. we shouldn't. It's like a We mix... shouldn't be doing that voice. It's such a strange accent because it's somewhere between Jamaican, European, Middle Eastern. I feel like it's just an African accent, Nick. I feel like we didn't see it a lot in media until recent years and now... It's just an African accent, man. I don't know. It feels well-traveled to me. Of course, Africa is a whole continent, so I'm sure it has a whole variety of accents, and I wouldn't be so bold as to attempt to place it specifically. But there is one But very... he's certainly a well-traveled character, so you are right there. Mm. And there's one very specific Gahanan dance, which we can all appreciate, so... Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a good meme. Uh, Isaac's like, I could just kill you and take the ship. And he's like, yeah, but then who's going to sail the ship? Ship Sailing a ship can't be that hard. Oh, yeah? Then why are there sailors? You know... Running Insta, you know, running an Instagram account couldn't be that hard, right? Then why are there influencers, <laughs> Liam? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck, I had that. Anyway, give me money and don't eat us and I'll sail you. That seems interesting. Well, I mean, it would be nice to have someone else sail the ship, right? Mm -hmm. And the captain's all like, and I'm very bored, so this would be a real delight. I am Isaac. What's your name? <laughs> I can't remember my name. I'm the captain. Now, now, dog. do you remember when I sent you that Facebook message that was just like, I've never been more glad to be cucked in my entire life? I thought I remembered that, but I looked back and I couldn't see and I was like, what are you talking about? Did that happen? Yeah. And evidently it did. So this is what you were talking about? Yeah, because okay. the dude doesn't remember his fucking name. And I was like, is this Grant? Is this little old Grant? The entire we, conversation. I think we can all agree Grant and Nasty is the pirate of the roads. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I forgot him. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, what if this is Grant Dynasty and they're just waiting? They know. It's not a very African name. No, but he doesn't have to be an African name. He can have whatever name he wants. He That's could just true. be like, it's the name I gave myself. I wanted the nastiest name I could think of. Exactly. <laughs> and granted, it's not that good, but <laughs> it's a good name. It's a good name. And, uh, yeah, literally the entire time I was like, it's got to. It's got to be him, right? And then he forgot his name and I was like, I've never been more glad in my entire life to be wrong. They shake hands and they have a mutual understanding and they're going to sail to Genoa, oh. which I assume is a European nation. I have no idea. Is Genoa the name of the country that she becomes princess of in the Princess Diaries? Uh, or is it Genova? Or is Genova the god life force of the earth in Final Fantasy VII? Uh, well, I do know that Geneva is in Sweden. Is that right? <laughs> or Switzerland. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Styria, it's like Carmilla's Sex and the City gang is having a <laughs> having a wine meeting. Hey Se guys. Sex and the Citadel, is that anything? <laughs> <laughs> Sex and the Succubi. Like, I, I, it occurred to me when I was watching it when they were all introduced, but I forgot to talk about it last episode, but it's just like her Sex and the City gang, right? Like They, yeah, yeah, yeah. they each occupy a different archetype of femininity. Oh, and... you are such a Lenore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but they're literally just like, she's the fighter, she's the organiser, she's, she's the, nice, and she's the spark. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And we get that literally in the next episode we'll be discussing yeah. today. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're literally just four gals living in the middle of Styria. And we did get it clarified. Um, <laughs> the nation that never stops snowing. Clarified by Lenore in next episode. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> clarified by Lenore in next episode that uh, Carmilla is their leader. Mm. And she is like the visionary and they handle all the day-to-day -day matters. She's, as I said to you, she's really more of an ideas woman. So Camilla comes in and is like, I've got a clever scheme. And they're like, Camilla, you've always got a clever scheme. You sexy minx. What do you got for us today? Sit down, have some wine. Tell us, have you got a scheme or a plan? Uh, or is that a plot? Or is it some kind of, um, uh, some kind of mistake or 
or a, a problematic series of errors. Like a fiasco? Yeah, like a fi- Have you got a fiasco up your sleeve? Or are you just I have to the see future. Me? The future does seem rather portable. <laughs> More wine! <laughs> of course I mean blood, but wine is funner to say. Someone nearby is playing a marimba? Or Hang maybe on. a gamelan? Hang on, it could just be a regular guitar. No, it's it's nothing. They're playing nothing now. That's a shame. So Camilla got got the cartographer in, whatever that means. It means he, she got the map maker man in. To make a map. To make a map. Look, here is a map. Here's Austria. Here's Bavaria. Here's the Kingdom of Poland. Here's Hungary. <gasps> Belgium! You all know what Europe looks like. <laughs> Fuck no. A lot of like modern country names on this for 1476 Wallachia too. And no yeah. no Wallachia on the map. Hey, almost like Castlevania is um, a fictional entity. She's like, here's us in Styria, here in Austria. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if Styria is a real place? It probably is, Nick. I've never assumed it wasn't. But what if? Why would you assume it's not if Wallachia is real? Wait, Wallachia is a real place? Yeah, or was. Oh, shit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I rescind my previous statement. <laughs> of course, Castlevania is not a real place. So hang on, you're telling me Austria and Poland are real places? No, that doesn't sound right. No. that What? No. <laughs> So many strong nations we, around us, we've never been able to expand really. But now, everything between here and Brayla is fucked. Oh. So what I'm saying is, we should go to Brayla. <laughs> what is Camilla's <laughs> fucking deal with Brayla? Like, legit. All she wants is Brayla. That's all she's ever wanted. A crown jewel in Wallachia's crown. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like... Just go for somewhere nearby. So she says because of because of Dracula and all all the events of season two, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, everything between here and Brayla is in chaos. So the humans are obviously getting genocided. The night creatures are roaming wild, and the vampires are all thrown into a, a frenzy. And let me tell you, it's a terrible night to have a curse. A terrible night. So Absolutely terrible. If they go and dominate that region and just like take this corridor that she indicates on the map and hold it, they can just pen all the humans in as livestock as. Uh-huh. Lenore deduces. Yep. And just rule over that like the empresses of old. And mm. and just have their own little self-replicating food, which is actually all food involving meat. I don't know why she was like, and plants. Yeah, and all food self-replicates. Why <laughs> does she feel the need to point it out as if it's some revelation that she's had? It's like, the beautiful thing about humans is that they make more little humans as well. Oh. It's like, yes, everything has seeds and a reproductive life cycle. Like, if you just let it live a while, it will reproduce, right? Sure. Right? The others have their reservations. They don't have enough forces at the moment. Most of their forces were lost in the battle at Brayla. But it's a really good idea, they say. We can just eat humans forever. We do have Hector downstairs. Maybe we can do something with that. And Lenore is like, oh, maybe I can do it. Because Camilla, he's not going to trust you again. And Camilla's like, no, he's easily manipulated. And she's like, Camilla... You fucked him up. He's not going to trust you again. You literally had him betray Dracula. You beat him to a pulp and then chained him to a leash, stripped him, and now you've chucked him in a dungeon. Not to mention you gave him maggoty bread, which is just... I love how Camilla must have just been like, oh yeah, I can go out and talk to Hector and make him see things my way again. He's like... It's sort of like Carmilla's a bit like me in every game involving any element of diplomacy ever, where you're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking nuke you and you're going to take it all from me. Carmilla's like Gandhi in Civilization. Yeah, and then I nuke them and then I'm suddenly nuked in retaliation. Suddenly I'm the bad guy. Yeah, I'm nuked in retaliation. I go, oh, hang on, wait, we can just draw peace now. And they go, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, well, obviously we're friends. I thought you were going to say it's like me in every social situation. <laughs> 
I nuke someone and then suddenly I'm the bad guy here. <laughs> yeah, they also, I think they point out in this one, oh yeah, you know that Forge Masters make things that are loyal to themselves. Yeah, so they can't just torture him into working for them because otherwise they're just going to give him an army. Yeah. Lenore will have to use her manipulative abilities as we predicted. Mmm. Her super sexy waifu cheeks will come in oh, very she's, handy. She's so demure. Oh, look at those ankles. <laughs> <laughs> look at those spherical surfaces contrasted against those weird triangular chin things. The fuck are you talking about? Tell me about her weird chin. Like, look at that. It's weird. Oh no, that's just the bottom of your TV. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that being like, why is it so flat? <laughs> Oh, Lenore, is this like when you found a broken spider and searched the whole castle for a small enough splint for its leg? No. No. Maybe. I'm tough. I'm Lenore. She is tough. She's Lenore. I guess. Wait, hang on. Go back. What does she actually say there? No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I predicted that. Um... <laughs> Trevor wakes up. Cypher is still asleep. She slaps him in the face and is like, shut up. I like how we see shirtless Trevor here. Just let that beat sit for a beat. Um, okay. Yeah. I like how he's like clearly covered in the scars from like a life of monster hunting. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's a nice touch. They didn't mm. have to do that, but they did. It's uh, it's like Cypher and Trevor both have claw marks on them now. Oh. Mm. Poetic. Yeah. I mean, Trevor has a lot of scars. Like, we forget about the ones on his face because we see them all the time. But mm. he's got one from the top of his head to his bottom. Does he? Or is that his hair? That's his hair. Oh, that's his hair. But he does have a big, a big dramatic anime eye scar. True. True. God, I hate this section so much. The section where, as we predicted, <laughs> I'm not going to be smug about all our predictions. Uh, but we did get it right. But this one was very predictable. Trevor is walking through the town square and then Saint Germain comes up and is like, Oh, oh Trevor Belmont, here to be smug and cryptic to you now. Now see, this bit I like. I detected it was you, Trevor Belmont, from your fine family Belmont crest, which I've never seen because it's been covered by your... Fine Dracula, maybe? So uh, someone got at us on Twitter about uh, about Trevor's new fine cloak recently. Who was that? Uh, Bizarre Buccaneer. <laughs> and, and speculated that perhaps uh, Trevor's new black and red cloak was taken from Dracula after they killed him. His black and red cloak. Now, of yeah. course, the one he was wearing at the time would have been scorched to death by Cypher, but I'm sure he has an extensive wardrobe. Mm, I mean, and you know, I can't deny it. it. It's basically the same. Like, go back to the image. Basically almost the same. Accounting for the difference in height and yeah, build. Yeah, because and... he's tied it in the middle, yeah. so it's very possible. <laughs> and you got to respect, you know, if I... As, as we were joking about while we were watching today, Dracula's castle is the only place in Europe with, all, with central heating, so it's probably got the best quality tailoring too. And mm, if I'm leaving mm. that place in the care of one man who like already has his own clothes and probably doesn't want to wear his dad's clothes, I'm going to help myself to some fine Dracula tailoring. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, buddy, are you going to take these clothes or like, are you going to? The gonna bigger question boots, is where uh, Trevor got the um, the black variety Belmont clothes that he's mm. wearing next episode. I mean, he must have gotten them from the Belmont hole. That right? makes sense. He also went home, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he's just got a new getup that contrasts his new and old lifestyle. Because he's still a Belmont, but he did also murder Dracula. So, you know, if you murder your enemy, you may as well take their wardrobe, you know? Trevor, so. Yeah, so Trevor buys some bread and Saint Germain is like, Ah, no, I will buy the bread for you, Trevor Belmont. Two coins, here you go. <laughs> Off we go then, Trevor, oh boy. I'm so Saint Germain. <laughs> it's quite Germain that I saw you here. Bless the saints. What does that even mean, mister? And of course, Bill Nye, acting as he does in everything that he's in, is all like, well, hello, I'm an eccentric fellow that's interested in what you're doing mm -hmm. just now, and I always talk like this. We, but, we uh, must have such, such conversations. But anyway, I'm, I'm Count St. Germain, and I'm here to just, like, be 
insufferable for a little while. Now, Doubtless your family has told me, told you many stories of me. I I didn't really have a childhood, so... They're that's... all dead. Oh, yes, yes. Nasty bit of business. Yes, the purge. Oh, yes, yes. Terrible crime, terrible crime. Anyway, back to business. Why don't we uh, do some business? I was curious what brought you to Lindenfeld. You killed that beast and you rode it into town like you were going to one of the great European courts. So dramatic. You're like the Jesus of murder. That is, that is a, a good expression. Nice yeah. turn of phrase. You are the Jesus of X is a good turn of phrase for anything. Why are you here, Belmont? Who wants to know? Me, Saint-Germain. Saint <laughs> I thought I was quite clear in that. I'm getting breakfast. Thanks for paying. Can we talk? No. <laughs> but no. Saint-Germain. Uh, Saint-Germain's really rocking the God brand role this episode, just swanning up to people and irritating them. Because like, well, that didn't work. Oh, look, there's the evil monks. Let's go talk to them. <laughs> so after Trevor is all like, no, I'm going to go now. Saint-Germain is like, hello, Mr. Priory. Uh, hello, Prior Sala. It's me, Saint-Germain. <laughs> And uh, Prior Sala's all like, good morning. Hello, I worship Dracula. And uh, I think St. Germain's all like, hey, you wouldn't mind letting me into, uh, you know, the Priory, would you? No one enters the Priory. Oh, well, how about this? How about I enter the Priory for a price? Yes, so what he, um, we won't roleplay the whole thing, but basically he says um, that he's heard that their only literate monk was killed in the night hordes mm, uh, mm. and that they have like lots of books and though they've turned their backs on gods the church has certain knowledge about dracula that they may be interested in and he can read and he knows many languages so if they give him limited access to the priory which is negotiated uh he will translate those and and transcribe those books for them which isn't a bad deal i guess but and they're like, we do want to know about Dracula. Yeah, that's kind of the downside here is they'll know more about Dracula. And that's their end goal. So these guys are definitely trying to resurrect Dracula, Yeah, right? 100%. No doubt. Will Isaac find a new army in these guys? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you were doing like a cliffhanger end of 60s Batman show. <laughs> Will Isaac find a new army? Will Saint Germain speak to Trevor Belmont? I just realised that's every episode of Pokemon ever. Speak on that. Well, at, at the end of every Pokemon episode, they have the Will Ash find as new friends? Will Charmander be able to reignite his flame? Find out next time on Pokemon. See, I really feel like Pokemon didn't do a lot of cliffhangers. No, it always it had was, that guy, It was just right? like a friendly narrator being like, and so the journey continues. Oh, no, you're right. Ash has now three out of eight Johto League badges. No, you're right. I'm thinking completely differently. Oh, Sancho Man, crucially, was also like, I also know a lot of things about Dracula. Uh, oh. So he walks off and he's like, yes, score one, Saint-Germain. By the way, I'm immortal, he says to himself. <laughs> I do enjoy that he's like, I have the great plan. Will it work? It might work. No, it will work because I'm immortal and everyone else here is covered in piss. Mm -hmm. I'm great. I'm fucking Saint-Germain. So this guy, okay, he says he's immortal this episode. Mm -hmm. What are we thinking about that? Are we still thinking time traveler per the games? It's or hard to say. It's hard to say. Does he exist outside of time? He's clearly got... Some crazy cool... I mean, he recognised Trevor for reasons he should not have because he hasn't seen the crest. So yes. he's got some weird extra knowledge going on, right? Is it extraterrestrial? Yeah, he's an alien. Now I just sound like... Saint-Germain, phone home. <laughs> now I just sound like that guy from Ancient Aliens. It's like, yeah, we know there was some kind of extra layer to yeah. this, but was it extraterrestrial? Dracula was an extraterrestrial, much like in Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> No, the vampires were never extraterrestrials. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Were they actually aliens or did they just have spaceships? No, you're missing the whole point of D, right? So the whole thing is there are aliens in Vampire Hunter D. Oh my god. Um, they're hunted down by uh, the noble Greylancer. 
who is fuck you. Okay, so so uh, so okay, so the vampires literally they're on Earth. Mm-hmm. They come from Earth for some reason. They have magic powers. When they're fighting the aliens, the alien generals are like, "What the fuck? We shoot them with lasers, they don't burn up. But when we shoot them with stakes, they die." <laughs> that rules. What the fuck is going on? That's also, why do they only come out at night time? That's awesome. I love that. But so yeah. I've I've only seen Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Yeah. Is is it plot in that that like vampires have taken over the vast majority of the world yes. and have used space technology to blot out the sun, much like Mr. Burns? Uh I can't remember if they blot out the sun, but I do know but that. There, humans, oh, there are daylight scenes. Yeah, in. humans are sort of making an uprising and killing off all the vampires, so they're only maybe like a few left, oh, but so they are say, very, um, very well established. It's you know? of course my favourite sort of um, storytelling thing as seen in all, basically all the Dark Souls games. It is Gotodamarung, the exactly. Twilight of the Gods. Exactly. The um, vampires had a flourishing civilization, but now it is declining. It's also one of the only series I know that has written the end scene of Vampire Hunter D versus his dad, Dracula, or whoever the original vampire is. It's gotta be Dracula, right? Yeah. Already, it's already written. You can read it right now. But because... they haven't gotten the rest of the storytelling up to that point? No! No, so so Kikuchi, or whatever his name is, he wrote it and was like, you know, one day I just thought I to myself... it's nothing like Kikuchi and you look so <laughs> foolish right now. Um, and so he wrote it and he was like, you know, I didn't think I'd write the conclusion of all these stories, but I did. And how you can have it. I was like, what? Huh? Because it's really more about the journey, you know? Exactly. Well, it's more about every single light novel he can I mean, I'm assuming it's then. the Witcher style, kind of an anthology style thing, where it's just like, this week D is doing this. Well, the weird thing about the Witcher is that in the books, it's very much not about the monster hunting. But in Vampire D, it's absolutely about the superpowers. In and the, the Witcher, bullshit. it's about the monsters he doesn't hunt. <sighs> Yeah, if only you weren't right. <laughs> okay, we're still in the first episode. We need to keep moving. Alucard is Ooh. fishing. <laughs> He's fishing and he's all like, someone's trying to shoot me with a bow. I can sense them sneaking up on me. So he reaches deeper into the river where he got that fish from. And he got a big rock in the river. And he's got this big rock and then he hurls it backwards. And at the same time as hurling it, he does anime shadow steps. Uh, The rock hits someone who's sneaking up on him with a bow and he punches out uh, the other person, the woman. Yeah, some lady wearing very foreign garb. Yes, so there is two Japanese people here, Sumi and Taka. (gasps) And they're like, you after, you know, briefly... Mutually establishing they aren't trying to kill each other. Um, <laughs> Very briefly. <laughs> you are the Alucard and we are here to learn from you. No, it's just Alucard. It, my name is Alucard. You're the Alucard, Adrian Tepesh. Again, just Alucard will do. We come from some place far away to the east. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you could describe my house as some place far to the east. Oh, yeah. Hovia. It's a reasonable distance to the east. It is. Um, yeah, and they basically say, Alucard, you're the anti-Dracula. You can teach us how to kill vampires. Because we're plagued by them in Japan. Yes, we, uh, our our village, our region of Japan is under the rule, was under the rule of a, a sinister vampire called Cho. You briefly met her. And she didn't say or, or really do anything, but she was that one from last season that could turn into mist. Oh. When the, Cypher killed her. The Japanese-looking geisha one. Yeah, and we know that it's her because there's just a very brief flashback of her turning into mist. And that's it. Yep. Uh, and so... So I like that they are giving retroactively more character because I, I talked mm. in our podcast last season about how she was one of the more interesting ones just based on the mist stuff mm. although we see later in this episode that many vampires uh, in next episode that many vampires can turn into mist yeah uh, but I like that 
they are doing things with them, even if it's after their death. Yes, still annoying, but not as annoying. They're sort of capitalising on the potential that was there, but was never used well or actually alive. If uh, only they uh, did anything before this point, though. <laughs> well, perhaps two of them bought a transmission mirror from a man in, oh. in a certain town. Well, well, well. Mm. Um, yeah, so they're all like, hey, you can teach us stuff. Can you teach us? And Alucard's all like, do you understand who the fuck I am? I'm Alucard. I'm motherfucking Alucard. I'm the Alucard. No, not the Alucard. So he's like, yep. Belmont Hold down here, Dracula Castle up there, my brain here. I thought... I can teach you, not going to be easy, so you've got to commit. There's very, there's like very dramatic music playing, and it's not very good. So <laughs> I thought there was a joke coming up where it was like, do you know who I am? Do you know where we are? Down there is the Belmont Hold. And he's speaking very dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like, down there, the Belmont Hold. Up here, Dracula's Castle. And in here, my brain. Do you understand what we need to do? You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to take out my brain. Um, and, <laughs> and then slab it into the lab in Dracula's castle whilst also performing magic down below. Do you think you can do that? Can you take my brain with your fucking whatever? Can you do that? Yeah, all right. Cool, let's get started then. <laughs> um, so- I thought there was going to be a joke where he's like, so fuck off or something. Because like half the stuff in this show has just been like... Setting people up to give each other the finger or telling yeah, each other exactly, to fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so crucially, he does muse for a second and he's like, yes, perhaps my mother would like me to pass on true knowledge to humans. Yes, I have no motivation other than what my dead mother wants. Mm. So I shall do this. It's a little bit dumb, but at the same time, I feel like something better is going to come from this. And yeah. it's a very interesting idea of what to do with Alucard. Yeah, let's save it for predictions, but I have some thoughts too. <sighs> And then episode three. Episode three. We're going to have to probably blitz through this one pretty quickly. Oh, shit. Episode three, Investigators. <gasps> Investigator. Belmont and Cypher's plan to leave Lindenfeld hits a snag. Isaac and the captain debate the merits of humanity. Hector tries to get a read on Lenore. Oh, oh wait, no, that's bad. I would argue he gets a pretty accurate read yeah, on her by the end. I think, uh, I think by the end of it, after, it's like... After yep. getting a very inaccurate read at first, he is then given a thorough grounding in the basics of Lenore. What I love is that he even says beforehand, oh, you, you want me to make me feel this way, and then feels that way anyway. And then afterwards no, he doesn't just, feel that way. He was putting on the ruse. The ruse? Yeah, he was ruse. Okay, so basically what we'll discuss later is that she feeds him and he, like, to try to soften him up and then he threatens her and she kicks the shit out of him. Mm. Uh, but I felt like he was just pretending to be softened up to her so uh, he could grab her and true. do that manoeuvre. True. The true. ruse. I guess so. And then she turns into bats and kicks the shit out of him. Anyway, so... um. It's daytime. I feel like less happened in this episode too, so we should hopefully yeah. be able to get through it quicker. Oh yeah. It's daytime. Lindenfeld. Cypher and Trevor are like, so we've been hunting a lot of monsters, huh? Terrifying. Yeah, huh? I'm yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Deeply disturbing yeah. ones, I guess. You're not really disturbed, are you, Cypher? No, I'm having a great time. Oh, that's that's nice to know, I guess. <laughs> Cypher's found such joy in her new life of hunting and killing monsters. <laughs> they talk briefly about flying goats that drop flaming shit on farms. Which is actually kind of terrifying when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor is all like, well, I'm old and jaded, but you seem to be having a He's been a doing nice this time. for so much longer, he's not really finding it fun. But he does like being with Cypher and having adventures. Yeah. But he's so cynical, you know. And it's a front to a certain extent, but he is also more cynical by nature. Mm. But they truly love each other. Do they? Yeah, sure. It's hard to tell if it's really love at or the manipulation. At the start of the conversation, I thought they were breaking up. <laughs> this has been nice. Yes, this has been nice. Are we? Are we having? Are we okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
So we should go fight more monsters, yeah? Fight more monsters? Yes, that's what we do. Belnades and Belmont. You mean Belmont and Belnades. Yeah, Belnades and Dumb Bear. Yeah. Quick callback to people fucking goats from season one. <laughs> Don't need to dwell on that. Anyway, and then judges behind them being like, I was listening the whole time. Literally, they're having this lovely moment, which I hate, but they're having this lovely moment. You said it was making you feel things. Ugh, I hate it. It's just like, aren't we so happy together? I'm like, go away. Oh, you meant bad things. It's like, you know, um, what's what's that guy's name from Scrubs? I don't really watch Scrubs. If they are, if they, if I, <laughs> what's, what's his name? Is it Ted? Is it Ted? I think Ted, where... Um, he, the he's, sad bald guy? Yeah, the sad bald guy, whose actor recently died. Yes, I saw that. Which is very sad. Sad. Um, but he, he has a bit where he's like throwing eggs onto people on Valentine's Day. And someone's like, why would you do that? And he's like, if I can't be happy, why should they be happy? That's all right. That's pretty and I good. was like, man, I feel that too hard. And this bit <laughs> epitomizes that. So they're like, man, Lindenfeld's creepy, huh? Yeah, do you think they really worship Dracula? And then the judges behind them being like, yeah, I have a problem with that too. Can we talk? <laughs> so judges all like, would you accompany me? And then they strike poses and he's like, no, no, just for tea. And then Cypher's all like, I like tea. I do not like tea. I am Trevor. This is, I, I do not like tea. I am Trevor Belmont. <laughs> So he's all, hey, give me the skinny. Who are you guys really? Oh yeah, I'm Cypher, I'm Magic, he's Trevor Belmont. Judge doesn't believe them, but then Cypher makes a fireball with her hand and he's like, ah, you're a speaker magician, I see. And you're uh, Trevor Belmont, I see. Uh, well, well, maybe uh, you will be of some use to me. I thought when you rolled into town with that big dead werewolf that looked like it had been punched to death, uh, you were just adventurers that I could pay to do this. But I see now that you're heroes. And Cypher's getting very into it. And Alucard is like, no. And then she, Alucard? Sorry. Alucard's there and he's like, no. Then like, they can't be heroes. No, Trevor is like, um, Ugh. But then Cypher uses emotions to talk him into it. Literally, it's like, see, I enjoy this bit. Yeah, she's like staring Still at very him. very manipulative. And he's but, like, know. it's it's all in good fun. I guess. But they are, she is like, they're like, come on. Come on, buddy. You know you want it's, it's the committing to an adventure equivalent of looking at someone who's mad and going, don't you smile. Don't then, you smile. And then doing the little shack shuffle where you're like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he explains that. The there was an incident some time ago. Back when the night hordes were doing their thing, they were attacked by the night hordes, and uh, some night creatures came. Yeah, some big like wolfy demon things, uh, and in particular one fungal boy. So there's this big HP Lovecraft bloodborne motherfucker. He's got like neon fungal tentacle growths and like rainbow eyes, and he's all like many many <laughs> many tentacle legs. Uh, they're just spider legs, thank you. There's six of them. Um, like a like a spider has. Yeah. But it turns out that Judge runs a tight ship, and he knows to salt the weapons, and he also knows to put shit on them to make the wounds fester, which ah. I guess works against demons. Old army tactics. Ah, yes. Uh, and he and his um, men at arms run a pretty tight ship when it comes to killing night creatures. And we see him directing them, and a man rushes in and strikes one, and when it goes to raise its fist, its uh, its hand, its palm to counter strike, another one rushes in and spears that hand. Clever oh, tactic, indeed. Very good. And they're, they're, they're driving them back and it's all going very well. And Lindenfeld has always defended itself. How else do you think we are not just a, a spot on the side of the road? Boom! That's like saying, like, in a big flex, just being all like, yo, 26, no kids. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> 
and this is cool as like a um it's like a more evolved version a more uh formalized version of what we saw in Gregit with Belmont mm. teaching the the Gregitians mm. how to uh defend themselves it's just they have planning on their side yeah this time. yeah they don't have cypher throwing fire and ice everywhere but they've got a lot of salt they just have logic and sound reasoning to go with mm-hmm and what do you know? It helps them win a bit. And the big Bloodborne boss <laughs> escapes over the rooftops and crashes into the roof of the Priory. And then the judge is like, hold up a second. Something weird and fucky is about. Yeah, it's quiet in there. Too quiet. And then it gets very loud as we hear like the subtitles keep saying whispering in an alien language. But really it just sounded like screaming. Yeah, like quite soft screaming. And the the windows of the Priory start to grow and glow an eerie green. Uh, it's a bit HP Lovecraft. And look at this shot here that I took, Nick, of all the, um, all the, the monks. the Priory members. Uh, like standing against all the windows with their backs. Like So there's some mm. mind control stuff going on here, clearly. Without a doubt. Yeah. They're all... And then a big lightning storm happens and then the rain stopped and the monks came out with blackened pieces of the creature. I couldn't tell if it was enough for the whole creature. I hope they just find this thing's like central nervous system in there or something. That would be awesome. And they all just go into their little cocoons or to if it, them. Or if um, Priyasala um, has like a big Lost Plagueis freak out with the central nervous system of this mm. thing becoming tentacles and stuff. Mm. And like, so they had to chop it up. It had to be chopped up for its ruse. But yeah, that's what I want out of this. But secretly, they're all living inside one another or something. Yeah, sure. Yes. Uh, so all the monks look really like shell shocked the next day. Wouldn't speak, crying. And they then from that day forward, all these other like. Uh, really messed up holy men kept coming into town and being taken into the priory. So it seems very strange that all these broken people are being attracted yeah, by whatever ca- the fuck happened. It's calling to people who have been like... <gasps> it's calling me. I mean, he says broken people. We're assuming people either with uh, trauma or uh, soft minds that are malleable to the magics of this creature. Nah, probably just the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and they're arming themselves and building their forces and Judge does not like that in his town. He runs a tight ship. Yeah. He is not having these weird people in the Priory building up their forces to the point where they can't defend themselves from the Priory. Now I've got a key to the Priory on the plate that I keep it on here. Now will you guys take it and go be heroes? Trevor's all like, I'm standing firm. I'm not saying yes yet. Don't you smile. Uh, and the dude's all like, now I say this because you guys are heroes to this country and this nation. And I'm sure you might like this. We're not heroes. Well, she is, but she's crazy. Yes, I noticed. That's why I said you might like this. <laughs> I don't like to flatter people. Normally I just whip them until I do what I want. I'm judge. I'm oh. not really a good guy, but I might not be an evil Dracula bad guy yet. The jury's still out. And that's ironic because I'm judge. <laughs> Um, and then we have the bit where Cypher's all like, We are investigators! Come on, come on, look at me. Look at me! And Trevor's like, I'm not doing it. It's like, come on, you know you'll crack if you look at me. It's like, I do know, that's why I'm not looking at it. It's like, but you know you want to look at me. (laughs) And he's all like, yes. Meanwhile, in the ocean... The captain, a good shot on the ship of like a sailor being really nervous as just this demon is just standing perfectly still staring out into the night. (laughs) Um, Literally the next like five to ten minutes were just Isaac recounts what the fuck happened that we've already seen. Yeah, as he, the captain is drinking brandy and Isaac is drinking water and they speak about his Sufi faith and how he doesn't really believe, have faith in God anymore. He's too angry. He can't flagellate himself because he he can't find himself. Yeah, and he talks about the philosophy of how that was different in a sensation from being like punched in the face it was about focusing the mind Mm. sure whatever i dig it i'm all about that masochism you don't need to explain yourself and then they argue philosophy about whether or not people 
about whether or not Isaac should go and keep genociding everyone once he's had revenge on Carmilla and Hector. I think the whole argument boils down to, yes, you can go murder everyone and get rid of all the hatred, but what about all the kindness? Yes, and he's kind of making the same argument that Lisa did to Dracula, being like, you have such knowledge, it would be a shame to not share that to improve people. Mm. Which is quite ironic because he's talking... Um, he's talking Isaac out of just doing what Dracula did, but in the process, talking him into doing what Dracula was going to do. (laughs) Oh my God, it's weird, man. It's weird, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And so Isaac, I don't think he's convinced by any of this. But it's sort of planting a seed that might Mm. lead to some conflict, some inner conflict later. Indeed. And so Isaac is like, I didn't really think about this, but also I did, and I hate people. Fuck you. And they talk about the gift of the mirror, whether that was a sincere gift or not, and whether humans are capable of acts of kindness or just cruelty and corruption. Uh, I think at one point the captain's all like, well, I mean, you know a lot of things, but do you know yourself? It's hard to tell. Mm. Oh, also, um, brief, I'm just, we're just really skipping around this one because we don't want to just go through this deep conversation. Well, it's like most of it's just recap anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, we learn a bit about how, if, I get the impression that Isaac's devil forging ability is drawn from his faith because he talks about like the prophet Muhammad uh, saying that one day hell will be emptied and its doors will rattle in the wind and then through uh, through through my magics, I lift the souls of the damned from hell to serve me in penance. We get a lot of stuff about hell here and I'm beginning Mm. to think it's a real place in Castlevania. Well, certainly the uh, prior Sala people believe that that Dracula's wife is living in hell and that he went from Brayla to be there with her. Mm. It's not just some, like, unseen thing. It's like a literal place. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever heard this maxim? If you don't have your own story, you become part of someone else's. I've never heard that. That's because I just made that up. I'm the captain. (laughs) Captain rules. God, I hope it's Grant Dynasty. I don't really think it adds anything if it is. I know, but he just refuses to say his name. And then one day he's just going to bust out some bullshit that's like, you motherfuckers, I'm Do you Grant know why nasty. they call me the nasty? <laughs> it's because I do the nasty. You're the nastiest pirate I've ever heard. Ah, I see you've heard of me before. <laughs> it goes on for a while. Meanwhile, in Styria. It's snowing. Uh, Hector is locked in his cage. I really love the like relaxed pose of the vampire guard, just sitting with his feet up on, on his big chair. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do when you're a vampire guard, right? You live forever. That's true. So Lenore comes in and is like, bring me a chair and you leave before I kill you for mistreating our guest. And Hector is quite obviously like, yeah, so that's clearly just an act to like get me on side because you're her, you're his boss. So I mean, you're not you're not on my side here. Yeah. So what the fuck, lady? Like, come on, I've danced this dance before. I've been manipulated by vampires. I know how it goes. Mm. Um, so Lenore's all like, "Well, I did bring food. Don't you want food, Hector?" And Hector's all like, nah. "Vampires like to play with their food." Yeah, and he's all like, "Camilla nah, does certainly." Oh yes. Um, me, I'm nice. I'm Lenore. <laughs> I'm the diplomat. Yes. Here, I'm here to be diplomatic. Would you like some food? Look, blueberry. I can eat. Nick and I briefly started speculating like, ooh, maybe she's a half vampire like Alucard. Mm. But then she's just like, no, vampires can eat. We can do everything. That is nice. But the blood gives us our nourishment. Ah, so it's like, um, it's like eating. It's really the ideal situation. <laughs> you know, it's all the, all the pleasure of eating with none of the other uh, drawbacks. Of not eating? Like putting on weight. <laughs> You would still put on weight, sure. Why? I'm not drawing any nourishment from the food. But you're also not... But you're also not, um... Human. You're not human, exactly. right? Oh, no. 
Well, then explain fat vampires to me, Liam. Explain fat vampires. They were turned when they were fat. God damn, so they can never get fit? Mm -hmm. I think not. It's a constant state of stasis. Surely there's like enough bodily control to control. Well, you wouldn't need to get fit because you've got the blood magics manipulating your wooden corpse. Exactly. So you'd just be able to make it into whatever form you want, right? Potentially. So you could turn to a spider. Ah. But a human spider. That'd be cool. Weird fleshy face legs. That's probably a Castlevania boss. I mean, maybe. Certainly a Resident Evil one. Yeah. Have you heard they're making a Resident Evil Netflix show? I heard. I think I heard that. As in live action? I don't know. Hmm. Skeptical. I think it takes place in like 1998 or something. Oh, it might be Resident Evil 2. No, it's it's ex- explicitly not. Well, in that case, it might be Resident Evil 1. No, it's not based on one of the games. It's its own thing. It might be um, bad. It might be it terrible. Might, it might be bad. It might be good. Some of those animated Resident Evil movies are a good laugh. Oh, yeah. There's one where it's like Claire and Leon just tear it up through a zombie infested airport. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so Hector's all like, all right, I'll come and eat I, your food. I'll eat your precious food. Let's have some, come on. If you're going to live forever, why not live well? That's why we're here. We're here in Styria having a great time, drinking, partying. You know how it is I really like to think of Styria as the fifth character in our little (laughs) band. You know, sometimes I wonder if Styria is more than just a place. What if it's a way of life, you know? Tourists come to Styria and they don't walk fast enough. That's the thing about Styria. There's always something happening in Styria. Styria, The city that never sleeps because it's full of vampires. (laughs) I'm just saying, sex in the Styria would be a great fucking vampire thing. We're onto something here. Oh, man. It's all right. I'm not going to hurt you. Let's just talk and eat. Thank you. And then they t- she takes his hand and he does some quick kung fu and pulls his hand and pulls her in and puts her hand around her throat. He's like, this might not kill you, but I'll tear out your fucking throat unless you call for me to be released. I'm Hector. I could probably not kill you, but I could fuck you up a it, bit. It'll hurt a lot. I mean, Godbrand didn't take much more than that to kill Godbrand. Yeah, pretty much. Although it, probably, it was probably the magic knife that killed him and he was just... <laughs> Temporarily incapacitated. It's by not the... often you get to hear the sentence, oh, it was probably the magic knife that killed him, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Lenore's eyes go all weird and green. Yep, they glow green, and I think they fill with blood, too. Yes. And then she turns into a swarm of bats. And Hector's all like, how did I not see this coming? <laughs> oh, no, vampires can turn into bats. Oh, that's like one of the things they do. The bats fly into the cell, swarm him for a bit, and they reform into Lenore, who starts doing like magic vampire martial arts. Like a lot of spin kicks and spin mm. Slaps and just knocking him around, slashes his face, eyes glowing red, throws him against the wall by his throat. It's like, you think you can fucking hurt me, Hector? I'm Lenore. Uh, I think she throws him like some. Oh, she turns. First, she leaves she, herself. She throws him to the floor, steps on him on her way out, and mm. then turns into mist uh, to pass through the bars, which is, of course, a reference to Castlevania Symphony of the Night because you would get the power to turn into mist to pass through bars. Also, that's just a thing that vampires can do. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, all the powers in that game are just things vampires can do. It's true. It's true. And then she's like, well, Hector, you you sure underestimated me. I'm a diplomat because I like being nice to people, but they they sure do underestimate me all the time. I, I wondered... Like, to you, I was like, is this still diplomacy or is this just torture it's again? It's uh, aggressive negotiations. <laughs> so, negotiations with turning into a bat and kicking the shit out of someone. So she's all like, now look, I'm here to make peace, okay? I am not here to be your... 
fucking little Lenore. She's kind of good copping him right now because she's like, even though she just beat the shit out of him, she's like, they want to torture you. I'm here to just talk. Don't underestimate me again, Hector. Don't get me wrong. I'll put you on the rack, but they were going to do that first. Don't I'm think chat. You won't think I'm weak again, will you, Hector? And he's just lying on the ground in his own blood. Bye, Hector. Good boy. And that's the end of the episode. Man. So, wow, we... So... Like, we predicted last week that she would cozy up to him and uh, then either be super fucked up or, or uh, come round to his side. So, I mean, uh, either way, we were right. <laughs> there was no way we, we could we lose. Kind of, we kind of split the difference on that one and they went through that whole arc much faster than I expected them to. Hmm. Um, yeah. We, we thought she'd spend some time sort of Ramsey Boltoning. Yeah. Him. But no, it was sort of like a very quick Hector was like, oh, I've got a way out. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Well, I'm glad they didn't go through the whole manipulation over a season thing again because we just saw that with him and Carmilla last season. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't spend a whole this season retreading those beats mm. and they just sort of they arrived at an understanding fairly quickly. Mm. And now I'm sure that she is going to keep visiting Hector. I suppose we're segueing to predictions now, uh, but... Uh, oh, we have an order to these. I things. know, I know, but I'm just gonna—I'll get this one out. Oh, uh, I suppose that she will keep visiting him and trying to win him over through conversation, but with the constant threat of violence behind it, and he's gonna keep being like—I don't know—pushing the boundaries, being like, "If I be good, will you let me move around the castle? And then if I keep being good, will you let me go outside?" And then he'll try to escape or something. Yeah. And then I at every opportunity, he will try to escape. Yeah, yeah, and literally then... every single one. <laughs> I hope. This won't happen, but I hope there's a montage of of him constantly pushing those boundaries, trying to escape, and then it keeps smash cutting to him back being nude in the cell as they start the whole process over again. And I'm sure... Okay, and just to continue this prediction, even though we're breaking the order of the show, he will eventually push his boundaries too far, Mm -hmm. and then when they're going to be like, okay, this isn't working, let's just kill him, that's when Hector shows up. You mean Isaac? Yep. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Okay, so Nick, highlights and lowlights from these two episodes. Right, lowlights is fucking... um... (laughs) You sounded so strong. I did. But now I have two lowlights to pick from. Well, I've got two highlights. Okay. My two highlights are one, Saint-Germain smugging around town. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but it was just so fun. Mm. Such a, such an irritatingly cryptic character. <laughs> Who's Like, he tells us he's immortal, so... We, we get he's immortal, just, but He's what just else cryptic he? to everyone else. What does he want? What uh, does he need? And my other highlight is I love a good creepy sequence of creepy lights coming through creepy windows. Ah, you love that Lovecraftian vibe of big green neon that um, came from nowhere. I'm going to move away from Lovecraftian just because I don't really like the guy. Uh, and I feel like his stuff is fairly basic compared to what's been done in the genre since then. Okay. And also he's a huge, just stinking racist. Yeah, well, his cat didn't have a great name. No, so. just not. Uh, let's, let's just say like Eldritch Lighting. I'm a fan of. <laughs> Big Eldritch Lighting. Yeah. Um, okay, so my Lola is probably just going to be Isaac conversing with the captain about things we already knew already. Yeah, the recap elements of that weren't great. And Jesus there was, Christ. There was some in the Carmilla scene um, of that ep- of the first episode this week too, and I feel like it was a bit unnecessary. Mm. It was just like, okay, sure. We're just, we're going to keep talking about this now. And, you know, it was different season, but also Cypher did that in the last episode of season two as well. So we're, we're getting the recaps pretty thick and fast here at JoJo's World. Mm. I think probably my highlight is just going to be Alucard 
becoming a teacher question mark yes because it's so i didn't even think that it would it would just come up right and mm. i was like how are they gonna keep alucard's thing going i assume some people would move in nearby but i didn't think they would explicitly be vampire hunters i thought they might be people here to loot the castle or something well, they like didn't that. even move in they're just well, I mean, not there. Oh, there was a good moment in that conversation we skipped over where they were like, we came and figured out you were there yesterday. And he's like, wow, didn't. I didn't even know you were here till today. You might have potential after all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like such an interesting idea that yeah. I'm like, ooh, ooh, tell me more, Alucard. Oh, yes. Where is this going? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you want to segue to predictions now then? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Where do you think that's going with them? Hmm. So I don't know if they're going to go to Japan yet. I, th- I expect they'll have some vampire or monster encounters this season, possibly as part of training mm. uh, or possibly as, you know, things move on Dracula's castle. And it's mm. like, it's time to put your training to use. Yeah. I don't think they'll go back- go to Japan this season. Uh, what I might expect to happen... <laughs> Seduce me. <laughs> maybe not this season, maybe in a future season, if there is mm. a future season with these characters. But I think one of them will definitely die in confrontation or possibly more than that be turned into a monster and the other one will have to kill them Ooh, okay all right so you reckon it'll be the classic oh no he got bit yeah, maybe they'll get vampirized maybe they'll get devil forged but something's gonna happen to one of them and they'll have to turn into a mm. boss the other will have to kill cool and which one will peg alucard <laughs> well the woman has to peg alucard <laughs> that's the way it goes right okay. all right um <laughs> i don't know i feel like I feel like it's going to go. Are they going to become a thruple? Ooh. <laughs> I reckon maybe... Wait, aren't they brother and sister? Maybe. Oh, no. But it is anime. Uh, maybe they're stepbrother and yeah. stepsister. <laughs> it's the classic Christ. setup. Um, Apparently, okay, this is just a massive stupid tangent. And go on. I don't want to spend much time on it because it's very unwholesome. Mm-hmm. But apparently... Um, so, of, of course, um, as you may or may not know, most of the large um, pornogra- pornography distributing websites are owned by one company, one yep. parent company. Yep. Uh, and apparently... Wait, what company? I don't know. Why, why the fuck would I know <laughs> that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you were like, oh, that's an interesting article. That's a name I'll remember. I don't even know. what. I think I just read this on Something Awful or something. something oh, okay. Recently. All right. Probably in the, uh, in the uh, internet critic thread in Rapidly Going Deaf because they talk about a lot of stupid bullshit all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Apparently, like, one of the guys really high up, or maybe, like, the CEO of that company, Mm. like, really wants to fuck his sister or something, which is part of the reason there's been a huge explosion in, like, incest porn videos in recent years. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. Because they really just went off. So I'm told. Yeah. They're infesting every site. Yeah, I do remember it was that thread now. As that thread discussed, too, it's probably also an easy, easy... and f- relatively unobtrusive way to add like a taboo element yeah. to an otherwise vanilla pornography video. Yeah, because you can always be like, oh no, 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 stepsister. Mm. It's like, but what if we forget they said step? Oh shit. <laughs> what if we forget they said sex? What if they said. What if we pretended instead that this was just a nice luncheon? <laughs> <laughs> what if this was a good steamed ham session? Yeah, sitting down to watch porn and pretending it's steamed hams. <laughs> Steamed hams, but it's it's essentially just different. Steam ha- yeah, steamed hams, but it's recreated with the bad acting before the sex in porn videos. <laughs> it's just like, so you say this is X videos content, but it's clearly from Pornhub. I'm not going to check and I don't want anyone to tell me. <laughs> Certainly do not get at me or I'll block you. Yeah, at uh, me, at me. If there's a steamed hams porn parody. <laughs> There, no, there already is a steamed hams porn parody. Oh, okay, well, ask and answered then. Oh, okay, all right. 
add it. Boom. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm blocking you. Shit. This is the last episode of our podcast. Any anyway, other, any anyway, other predictions? So I reckon Alucard is probably going to be the teacher and it's probably going to stay here. Alucard sensei. Um, but I don't know if he'll ever go to Japan. I reckon it'll all be... You know. Between Saint-Germain, between the Japanese characters showing up and all these other potential future character or characters that have potential to exist in the future mm. that we're getting this season, I wonder if the next season will be Soma Cruise in modern day Japan <laughs> as um, the reincarnation of Dracula. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Yep, Saint-Germain, I have no idea what the fuck's going on with that guy. So he's into the Priory, he's got some something yeah. he wants to get at in there. Yeah. Maybe he wants to kill that monster, maybe he wants to... But what kind of knowledge does he want? I mean, he's got. Assuming he's a time traveler, he's got full knowledge of what's going on. So he wants to solve a problem or advance his own ends. Mm. But what if he's not a time traveler? Even though he has if, an hourglass. What if he's just an immortal his... vampire who keeps the souls of the dirt of his home country in his shoes? <laughs> what if he's just a normal immortal guy? What then? I mean, we can't deny they might exist. Yeah. What if he's got a picture of Dorian Gray? Ooh, uh, etc. <laughs> so Trevor and Cipher. I don't know if they're going to get into the prairie for a while. I am... Next episode, they'll definitely, like, scope the joint out. They might mm. do some some night sneaking. Some chats with people just to be all like, hey, what's going on There'll definitely there? be an episode where they, um... It, the cliffhanger ending is them uncovering, like, the hideous, like, crucified but still living entrails of this... That beast, like, Ooh. on the worship altar. Yep, yep, okay, okay. Yeah, that seems cool. What's up with Judge? Is he just like a normal, like mundane, fairly authoritarian village leader? Or does he have dark designs? I mean, he must have dark designs. He obviously wants power. Sure, but does he just want to ru- keep ruling over his village in the way he has? Or, or well, yeah, but it must come he, at... Because they're, they're setting him up to be in opposition to the... The Priory, yeah. who want to resurrect Dracula. But is he truly in opposition to them? Well, what if it's like he just looks I- so evil? Yeah, but what if it's a, what if it's an Eisenhorn situation Who's where that? he's the guy from Forty K who was an Inquisitor and he was super like hardline, being all like, "No, I don't know why you expect me you, to know that." If you are tainted with chaos, you die, oh, and, then and then he becomes very tainted with chaos. He he doesn't necessarily become tainted with chaos per se. Rather, he starts using chaos in order to get back at chaos. And chaos is demons. Yes, chaos is demons. And so there's like a bit where you realise just how far gone he's gone, where he's like, hey, so we need to destroy that book that is very clearly a bad book that should never be read by anyone, ever, at all. And then... At the end of the book, he just puts it into his drawer. And then oh. the next book, he's like, hey, my favorite scribe who I've had since the beginning of the book series, can you read this book for me? Because I don't want to go insane. <laughs> and then after reading it, the guy goes insane. And he's all like, I've broken him. Cool. Hey, other friend, could you shoot him in the head out back? Thank you. And then, yeah. And so then like, what do you think Judge is going to do? <laughs> so he's obviously like that where he wants this power and he wants control and he wants stability. But he doesn't want to be corrupted by this oh, no. beast. He just wants to wield its no, magic. No, but he's all... Yeah, exactly. He wants to be all like, right, so that's how I get the power to make sure none of the bad stuff happens to us and on the good side. is here to... Stop the Judge from going crazy evil. And maybe pocket some... Sick coin while yeah happens. yeah maybe pocket a bit of you know that that gold coin rather than silver you know it's, uh, it's half the coin but Isaac will take Ooh. a few episodes to get to Styria because he's got to land at Genoa first and mm. we're just gonna cut to him having like building army adventures for a while I don't know why my mind immediately went we'll cut to him having dank stepsister sex <laughs> because earlier we well were just this has been about it. Uh, like, the episode of JoJo's World where we talk about. That steps uh, shit, and we never will again. <laughs> That's my promise here to you. But what if we do by accident? What then? 
And until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.